Welcome back to A Better Love. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Matos, a board-certified couple and family psychologist practicing in Los Angeles, California. You're listening to an episode recorded live last night on TikTok. A Better Love is your live TikTok show for science-based advice every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Join us next Sunday as I answer your questions about dating, relationships, marriage, and sex. We've got a great show for you. Let's listen in. Tonight's show is brought to you by viewers and listeners like you. Thank you to our advocates, Mariana, Jennifer Dixgetti, Melanie Pastores, Elizabeth Henson, and sustaining supporters, Natasha Hercom and Brielle Maxwell. If you want to join these amazing people, go to patreon.com forward slash a better love project right now or after the show. So if you're new here, this is our fifth week going live at eight o'clock at night on TikTok. Uh, we talk about beginning with ourselves. So if you are listening to this podcast or watching this live show right now, and you've been told that you exhibit characteristics that are self-absorbed or egocentric or defensive or maybe even that you're contemptuous sometimes, I want to talk to you. I've got an amazing skill, actually, that I want to share with you that I think is going to level up your life and help you reach your fullest potential. So it's called two things, really, openness and accepting influence. Openness and accepting influence are key in every fierce long-term love, key. We need to be able to accept the influence of our partners, to be open to the influence of our partners. And so in a fierce, healthy love, each person, each person is able to be open and accepting of influence. And I may have a shocking piece of data here out of the Gottman Institute, their research into this stuff, they find that particularly for my brothers out there who are heterosexual men in uh, relationships, they find that if we as men in those kinds of relationships accept the influence of our partners, that our wellness, our well-being, our relationship satisfaction actually improves, which is kind of a wild thing. So Listen, if you are out there and you struggle with this, right? You struggle with this, it's impacting your life, then I would invite you to practice something as simple as a stress-reducing conversation with your partner on a daily basis. I'm gonna talk about that strategy, that skill, a little bit later. But I also wanna talk about this idea of the use of of language around narcissism. Um, So I'm a member at large on the board of the American Academy of Couple and Family Psychology. It's very important to me that everybody across America and anyone else who is listening to this around the world, we have friends in South Africa and UK and Australia and New Zealand and elsewhere, wherever you're listening to this, to understand that the, the most significant like presentation, the most, let's say, rigid presentation of narcissistic traits that we can exhibit might fall into the category of someone who has a diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder. Now, we don't get into clinical things here at A Better Love Project because we're about education and inspiration to love more fiercely. But what I want to say to you is that it's highly unlikely that you are in a relationship 
with someone with this significant level of narcissism in their in their life like not not impossible it's one out of 200 people that's all i'm saying 75 percent of those people are men um and so listen that's 0.5 percent of the population that fit this piece so what about the other 99.5 percent <laughs> let's talk about that ladies and gentlemen what about the other 99.5 percent of us in relationships who aren't this kind of pure form of narcissist, but who have these kind of issues in our relationship. What should we think about if we're the person with those traits or if we're in a relationship, we love somebody who's like that or has those traits. Let's incorporate a simple routine, a simple ritual of emotional connection in your life today, maybe tonight. It would be amazing, like some of our TikTok friends, uh, if you watch this live show on Sundays at 8 with Dr. Greg, but with your partner, you know, thank you the, for those roses to be able to, you know, come on and watch this together. And then so you can hear it from Dr. Greg directly. It doesn't even have to go through your partner. Just turn on TikTok 8 o'clock p.m. on Sundays and listen to this science-based advice like this. So stress-reducing conversation, it's a beautiful ritual of emotional connection. If you're in a healthy relationship right now, and we know that many of our listeners and viewers are, they've been in relationships for over 60 years, for over 50 years, for over 44 years. Those are the ones I know of so far. So thank you to all of those who are celebrating in their own life a fierce, healthy love. We know these people exist. I've met them in my clinical practice, in my life, and we see it in the research. So cheers to you. You're already doing this, maybe, a version of this, so let me tell you what it is. A stress-reducing conversation is a way for you to practice some very core life skills. And if you struggle, if you're the person that struggles with being able to really just sit down with your partner, you know, look them in the eye, and listen to what they want to share with you. Like if you struggle with that, this would be a wonderful uh, skill for you to practice with your partner. So what is it? Let me tell you some of the pieces. Um, it involves giving each other gratitude. It involves asking each other about the most stressful thing that happened to you that day. It involves being able to celebrate something that maybe is coming up the next day for your partner. So it's those three pieces, this strategy and conversation. And it works wonders because it's very emotionally connecting and it's listening and asking questions and asking clarifying questions that you're not making up. You're not just asking questions for shits and giggles, but you're asking questions that come genuinely and authentically from your heart, right? So how was your day? What was going on? How was work today? Oh my God, this person, this and that, the other thing. Ugh, man, that sounds stressful. Those fucking people, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever it is, right? So you take the you take the side of your partner, right? All you know in the stress-reducing conversation. You that's what makes it validating for our partner and relaxing. It actually is a a form of of helping our partners self-soothe and soothe and feel comfortable. And we want our partner and we want ourselves to feel comfortable in our relationship in our homes. We want to create that kind of environment, that kind of peaceful, welcoming, inclusive environment where 
you know, very, very, no conversation really is off the table. No conversation is. Um, and even if you struggle with thinking too much about yourself or like you're just always talking about yourself or whatever, like you struggle with actually diving into empathizing, getting involved in your partner's life, like we would want you to be, this formula is going to help you. The formula is going to help you because you're going to ask these questions. You just ask the questions. If you want to look this up, go look it up or go to our YouTube channel at A Better Love Project. Go into the search bar and search for the stress-reducing conversation. You'll be able to hear an episode or two that I've already produced at A Better Love Project on this topic at our YouTube channel and also on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. So the, a lot of the content's already built out, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, listen, I, I, if you have a question about this or anything else, I want you to know that I want to hear your questions right now. So I'm going to finish up. I'm going to wrap up this conversation about narcissism and the antidote to narcissism, openness and accepting of influence and truly emotionally connecting. But if you have a question, go ahead and ask the question. Listen, and also... If you're not already signed up for our live workshop with me, Dr. Greg, go ahead and click the link in our bio on TikTok. Go ahead and sign up for that live workshop. Uh, I'll be sending out an email next Sunday to anyone who's newly subscribed to that email. If you are already subscribed, you've received an email today. Thank you so much for reading that email, and thank you for being involved in the project. I hope to see you at our next live workshop, which is scheduled. If you want to know when that is, sign up for the email list. Thank you for all your kindness from Bluefield, West Virginia, from Dallas, and from Sweet Home, Alabama. Great energy here at A Better Love Project. I hope you, uh, if you're brand new to our project, this is the first time that you're hearing me speak live versus a TikTok video where I'm dancing or something. Please introduce yourself. Let me know where you're listening from. We do have friends all around the world at this point from Hong Kong to the Philippines, India, Portugal, and all across the United States. Welcome to our show tonight. Listen, we're almost halfway through the show. I'm getting to your questions now. Amy, thank you for that, Rose. There's a deficit, a global deficit. It starts in our hearts, our own hearts, and our own minds, in our own homes, whether that's an apartment, a condo, a single-family home, or a huge house in L.A., wherever you live, it starts there. It starts in our own minds, our self-love, taking care of ourselves, extends to how we date, how we meet people, how we match, how we develop rituals in the beginning of our relationships that will be emotionally connecting and sustaining. It's how we develop trust and commitment in our loves and how we then, with that vulnerability, with that safety that we can create, which... Uh, is conducive to play and fun, we can have amazing sex with each other. You know, we can develop a sexual intimacy in our lives that is conducive to our desires and pleasures. And each of our desires and pleasures, thank you so much, Molly, for all of those gifts, uh, are, you know, game, right? Let your partner know what you want. That's the name of the game, ladies and gentlemen. Underneath every complaint is an unmet need. Let your partner know what your needs are also, let them know what your preferences are and your desires. <laughs> What's your Better Love Project? Listen, I would love for you to go to our website at betterloveproject.org. Meet our board. Meet the beautiful, the amazing people who are supporting our effort through their pro bono help, advice, fundraising, other things. Go check it out. Uh, and if you want to support us, 
uh, definitely go to patreon.com forward slash better love project and see the member benefits that are available to you there. But because we're a live show and this is being recorded for podcast release, I'm going to go to the next question. How do you encourage your partner to grow in self? That's our first question that we're diving into tonight, asked by one of our friends, Taylor, who is a nurse. Cheers to all of our nurses all across the country who have been so fabulous through one of the hardest periods of our contemporary lives, this pandemic. Thank you to each and every one of you. If you have a partner who you think needs to grow, (laughs) ask them to join our project. Tell them to download TikTok and follow our videos at A Better Love Project. That's the safest bet because you'll see in that an encouraging environment uh, with a, you know, other healthy people who are seeking self-improvement. The best thing, one of the best leadership principles in the Marine Corps that I learned, you know, I served four years active duty in the United States Marine Corps. I was a sergeant. I was then later a lieutenant commander in the United States Navy. Uh, I I worked with active duty Marines, sailors, and others to help them through hard things, them and their families. And I can tell you that the coolest leadership principle in the Marine Corps to me is always seek self-improvement. And so growth mindset itself is a core value that I encourage each of us to develop in our own minds, in our own lives, in our own rituals, like understanding that, you know, this life is just basically a period of time where we get an opportunity to learn lots of beautiful things. So to be open to learning those things, learning more about ourselves, learning more about the world, meeting new people, thinking about things in new ways, all of these things are, it's a beautiful mindset to be in. And we can encourage our partner by, number one, living those values ourselves, and being an example of someone who, you know, doesn't get, you know, isn't neurotic about growth, meaning like they're not like, oh, I have to grow, I have to grow, I have to grow. No, no, no. But that you're open to continually evolving across your life. That's a good place to be. Um, so just do that yourself. Stay there. And then, you know. Tell them to follow us at the Better Love Project. <laughs> uh, let's see. Self-love. Exactly. Self-love. To me, self-love is an accurate reflection of your inherent value and actual str- strengths, relative strengths. So we want people to have confidence. We want you to feel self-assured in yourself. We don't want to live life anxious, right? And that's what we, if we don't love ourselves, if we don't value ourselves, uh, we can get into sticky situations relationally and just with ourselves, with our own self-esteem. So self-love to me and at A Better Love Project, the way I talk about it is in terms of an accurate self-esteem, an accurate self-worth based on evidence, based on your uh, track record, right? How you live your life. Albany, Oregon, thank you so much for being here. My friend, uh, how long have you been following A Better Love Project? I think we've been connected for a while. A Better Love Project is uh, technically uh, basically only about seven months long and so uh, that we've been up and running. <laughs> uh, and we've been fundraising for the last few weeks here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, excited about the 33 donors who have stepped up and supported our project, like those I gave a shout out to earlier on today's show. Hey, Sarah from San Diego, what's going on? Love San Diego. Uh, obviously, you're only about a, an hour south of 
me in LA, I think, at this point. Uh, our friend Amy says, divorced after 25 years. Let me rewind here. Divorced after 25 years. Love being alone. Hope for learning to love again, but trust issues. Okay. Hope is a very powerful thing. And I hope that's based on evidence, meaning that you're in a relationship or you're going to be open to a relationship, a new relationship, you know, now that this other one has ended. And I know that it was a long time. 25 years is a long time. Okay. The uh, many, many marriages end, right? 50%, around 50%. Uh, many end in the first five to seven years. So 25 years is a long time to be with somebody. And so now really, you know, learning to love is just to remind yourself that you've been loving for a long time. You know what I mean? <laughs> you've probably been loving for a long time. You know what I mean? Probably, you probably already know what you're doing. <laughs> and so now it's, it's just a matter of, you know, you at your own pace, deciding whenever you want, if you want to, open yourself up to meeting someone new. And there's so many beautiful people out in the world. If you watched one of our recent TikTok videos, you might have saw, you know, me talking about a hopefulness that whatever season of our life we may be in, if we're open to love, a, a very fierce, healthy love, you know, meeting someone who is healthy, who can develop a secure attachment with us, who is safe and stable, and we can create something and share our dreams and all the beautiful things that you can do, and what I help couples do, I have been for the last six years uh, in private practice back in Boston and now in Los Angeles. So, but here at A Better Love Project, we're, you know, promoting and educating uh, you, our listeners, our friends here on TikTok and viewers uh, that, hey, hope is good. Hope is real. Have hope. If you don't have it right now, we'll hold the hope for you while you get it for yourself, while it generates in yourself. Hello, friend from South Africa. I told you we had our friends from South Africa tonight. Uh, second time here, Anna from Iceland. Thank you from Iceland. Hello, Anna. It's good to see you again. Megan from Connecticut. Good to see you again. And our friend Jess. Good to see you again. Happiness. Mississippi and loving this. Thankful to have a healthy relationship, but those take work. Absolutely. Uh, a long-term, healthy, fierce love is about consistent effort that we hope is fun and self-reinforcing. <laughs> uh, our friend Clary says, I plan to be single for a bit and get myself healthy first. That's a perfect place to be. And there's no timetable on that. And so that's a wonderful thing too, right? There's no timetable. You take your time and do it at your own pace. When you are ready, you will know. You will know because you will feel something when you meet somebody who you have chemistry with. <laughs> All right, let's see. Thank you so much for that, Rose. Each of those donations go to supporting this live broadcast and helping couples and families for free across the country. This is my public service. I've served uh, as a military officer, as a sergeant in the Marine Corps, as the director of the Boston Vet Center for the VA in Boston. And now I am an educator on TikTok and the full-time content creator at A Better Love Project. How can I become comfortable with opening up? Just for being a nurse and doing good things in the world. Um, first step to love again after being hurt after a very long marriage, self-love, training wheels here. Yeah, my guess is that if you were in a relationship for 25 years, that you have an amazing inherent worth. Whether or not that person, you stayed with that person or not, doesn't define your worth. That's what I want to communicate to you right now. So... Everything 
you need you already have. <laughs> How can I become comfortable with opening up? It's similar in this thing. Let's talk about vulnerability here. Thank you, Amy, for that, Rose. It's vulnerability, and I studied vulnerability. I studied it as my doctoral research in Boston. I looked at masculinity specifically, go figure, and looked at how it functions in therapy when you have a male clinician and a male client who are both in the military. Hmm, sounds familiar. Anyway, it's what I did. Thank you for that, Rose. It's what I did. I was a guy wearing a uniform with all my gear on, giving therapy to other men in uniform. Both of us socialized into a masculinity that has many values, but also is restricting in in many ways. And so I studied that for my doctoral research. So I can talk about this broadly. I believe in vulnerability. Brene Brown, if you listen to anything from Brene Brown, it's all good stuff. Vulnerability is a superpower. It's 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 the heart at our ability to emotionally connect in a deep and meaningful way. And our ability to be less anxious with ourselves, confident in our you know, understanding and an accurate worth. Now, I'm not talking about just random shit that you're going to take credit for. I'm, talk- I'm saying an accurate self-appraisal of your worth. And I'm sure that you have plenty of worth. Maybe even question yourself when maybe you're telling yourself stuff that isn't accurate, that devalues yourself. Make sure you keep an eye on that shit. Okay, let's see. What else we got going on here? We got about five minutes left of the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And I thank you for being here. I thank you for hanging out with us at any point this past week. We've been fundraising and doing live events during the week. So thanks for hanging out with us during those times. We've not even been on for 30 minutes and we have almost 7,000 likes. (laughs) So, and it's, it's not the number that matters to me, but the actual interaction here, there's a real human interaction that's occurring here on TikTok. That's why I love TikTok. Um, so our friend asked, what about a friend that doesn't see your worth? Yeah, feel free to say more about that if you'd like. When these live events are recorded, because you can watch these live events back if you miss a part and want to watch the rest, or if you want to share this live show with someone that you love, I'd love for you to share this show with about five people that you care about the most. Go ahead and check it out. It'll be on replay for 90 days. The thing you should know is that when you comment, those comments don't pop up in the replay. So it's only in the live event that that uh, I will see it and other people will see it on the event. So what about a friend that doesn't see your worth? At A Better Love Project, we're talking about core relationship skills. At the basis of a fierce love is friendship, right? So it doesn't matter if you're in a romantic relationship or you're in a platonic relationship, it begins with friendship, right? Love maps, that's a friendship thing, right? Understanding each other, understanding why each other are awesome. (laughs) So that's when you become friends with somebody, you become friends with them. I think you would agree with me, Jess. You become friends with somebody because they value you, because they see your value, because they, you know, they get excited when they hear from you. They, you know, text you back, relatively soon that they, you know, so they're matching, they're matching the relative energy that you're investing in the friendship. It's the same similar situation in a romantic relationship or anything else, really. Listen, you could be an adult child and I could be talking about the relationship between adult child and an adult parent, or I could be talking about any, any relationship, really. Does the person see you? Does the person see you as you are? and adore you? That's the question. You know, if it's a friend, they don't have to like 
intensely adore you. <laughs> but if you're going to be in a long-term fierce love or a marriage or something like that, you definitely want to be with somebody who fiercely adores you. Like, they, they just want to eat you up. Like, they love you so much. They, you know what I mean? And so then, they, then you understand because they're telling you that. They're sharing gratitude with you daily or weekly. Like, they're sharing how awesome you are. They're, you know, flirting with you and actively doing these things. You know what I mean? So it's not a mystery that they think you're awesome. And this is not an unhealthy or unrealistic expectation to have in a friendship or in a long, healthy, fierce, romantic love is seeing your worth. So I hope that answers your question, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, folks, there's so many questions that I've already answered from TikTok and made episodes, over 70 episodes on YouTube. Check out our channel, The Better Love Project on YouTube. And search for those episodes, the topics and skills that will be helpful to you. And lastly, if you enjoy tonight's show, please be, consider becoming a member uh, with exclusive benefits like merch and exclusive live workshops and time with me, Dr. Greg, board-certified couple and family psychologist. Hey, it's been a pleasure to be here tonight with you. And we're live from Los Angeles. I'm Dr. Greg. I appreciate your questions. I appreciate your roses. I appreciate the moderators and volunteering your time tonight to keep us copacetic here in the chats. From my heart to yours, I hope you have everything you want and need in your romantic relationships. And if not, ask for the things that you want. Love each other fiercely, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? I'll talk to you soon.